Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Hello and welcome. This is interview 16 and our interviewee is Janine Caruso and she's part of the Living Legends Project. So, welcome Janine. Thanks so much, Rob. Um, I wanted to ask you how, why and when you became involved as a drama educator. Well, I suppose my um, academic project into drama teaching came when I finished school. I was sort of one of the lucky ones. I was part of the Gough Whitlam era where free education for tertiary students became a part. So I was sort of the first member of my family to take on tertiary education. Hadn't had any drama in school other than um, in the English class drama, which I loved. Mm. But for me, I became interested in drama as in amateur theatre. So I was with the Cheltenham Light Opera group and the oh. Beaumaris Players. And that, that sort of recreational drama was what I loved. And then the opportunity came for uh, at, at the end of year 12. Um, I had done a complete science course at school because the school oh. that I went to, a, a state high school, we were streamed. And uh, so I, I did do English literature. I did maths and uh, all those things, but it wasn't my. It certainly wasn't my passion. My passion was always so the arts. So you had a, a real science brain at school. Um, I think so, but I think for me, I was. I was. I was. Look, I loved school. I loved school, and I've always been a hard worker. You know, I put the hours in, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I think if you, you know, and I had great teachers, they taught you things and you could do, you know, could do the stuff, but uh, it didn't fascinate me. I knew, you know, you could follow this this recipe and you got the answer. Yes. Um, I've always loved the fact of drama that it, there is no answer. Let's, yeah. see, let's see what we can find There's along the way. There's an interpretation. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes the unexpected is the most exciting answer that you can find. Yeah, yeah. So from, so from the school, I went to Rusden College and did the Bachelor of Education there, uh, specialising in PE, drama and English. Okay, so I did a triple see. major and, and we, we, had a great, we had a great time there. Yes, yes. Some of the other interviewees have been Rosden mm. graduates and uh, they're yeah. very, very fond memories. And, there was, and I don't think really there was a really strong teacher-educator base. I think a lot of them were thinking of being um, actors. Uh-huh. So we had a lot of acting practice. Okay. Uh, we did a lot of performance. We did a lot of improvisation. And really it was only in that third and fourth year that we did our teaching rounds and everything. But then often as the teaching round, there was not another drama teacher in the school because it was such a new subject. So you'd go in and they'd be really great. The English teacher or the drama teacher that you had was somebody that had no particular training. So they were thrilled to get us rather than us glad to get them. I see. So I, my teaching round, I directed the school musical. 
Yes. You know, I yes. went straight in and had this responsibility. That's uh, right. And, they, and we had come out of um, an Australian drama unit and I was full of um, all, you know, all drama, uh, Australian drama. And they said, oh, would you like to teach that to the kids? So I would make up the curriculum there. So there wasn't so much yeah. mentoring for me. I think the experience you're describing was quite common back then when specialists were emerging yes and you're right too about control of curriculum and shaping curriculum at the time yeah because often you were the solo person in the solo school. person there yeah so um what are some of the changes you've witnessed during your time in drama education janine um, I think probably in more recently that I think we've really started to know what we're actually teaching us. So confirming terms of non-naturalism or what, you know, because that, that was, I mean, in my teacher education, I'd never heard it. Hmm. When it suddenly came up as part of the curriculum, you know, you do that moment. <laughs> I actually don't know this. So I think we've defined our terms. I think we're getting closer at um, finding strategies of how to, how to uh, assess and giving ourselves a language for that. But I think that that is still a grey area because it is a very difficult subject to assess. Yes. Um, but I think we're making good moves in there. Um, I think technology is making a brilliant move for education in every, in every respect. And I think that that's probably being led by drama teachers because we've always had to keep channels of communication and being able to find kids and be able to get kids there and show, you know, can you have a look at what you're doing right here, right now? Yes. And I think a lot of education, other than drama, you'd have that, you'd hand something in, there'd be a week lapse till you find out what you'd done wrong, where that technology enables that immediacy of teaching. Mm -hmm. And so... And, and I think perhaps is one of the things that sets drama apart, that we're teaching kids to take um, criticism and praise right there, right now, mm -hmm. and see both as a real positive. Yes. That um, if you're, you know, if, if like if you're being filmed and you say, like, I'm going to stop here now, everybody, can anybody else hear her? But you've got to go away and work on your diction and projection. Off you go. We're not going to do any more now. Off you go. Until you've and got get, that. And, and, and let's move that because I want it to be right. Or is anybody... Let's watch this. Does anyone feel it's going on for too long? Right. Let's stop now. You've got to edit your piece. And they, they've got immediately and they can leave the class thinking, oh, I've achieved that. I know what to go on to. They don't have to wait to that very for concrete, the feedback. It's very concrete outcomes. Immediate Con concrete outcomes. And also it's... I think of really strong life skill that you have a trust in a teacher or a colleague or just a friend that when they say, look, I actually don't think that's good enough or I think that's marvellous, that you can take that, not thinking, oh, she's picking on me or mm -hmm. she's pumping up my tyres for no opinion. Actually believe that because we've got a common interest. I really want you to be good. Yes. I really want you to improve in this. And I'm telling you this for absolutely that reason and perhaps then as the teacher knowing that you've got the skills to say well I could help you with that or I could provide you with this to read to assist with it you can move them forward yes. each class and it's a very it's a very smooth progress that that sort of conversation you're having you're in with that student yeah. sequentially yeah absolutely yeah. that's a really interesting and so I think that that, so that's a really lovely move for it 
And I think schools now, in general, my feeling is that schools are seeing drama as a very worthwhile subject in itself. It's not just something to make the school look pretty, a good advertising thing, you know, that we end up with a good concert at the mm. end. I do believe they see that as, as the rigour of learning of the arts. I think that that's moved a long way in my time. Yeah. And I think, um, I think with all the conversations surrounding wellbeing, student wellbeing and mindfulness... A lot of that is embedded in creative learnings too, yes. not, not just drama but other creative learnings. And I think too often because you, you are, if you're teaching, if you're teaching mime or you're teaching absurdist theatre or whatever, what, what is the vehicle to teach that can be anything. Mm. So if, you're, if, if student wellbeing is something that the school is saying, look, we've got to stop... Um, bullying or we've got to address the gender divide within the school there's no reason why your stimulus for your absurdist theatre can't be something on a gender divide Yes. Or, and I was thinking just that just the other day that um, horrendous um, situation with Eddie Maguire when mm. he um, made the um, ludicrous the comment about, about the about journalist yes. Yes. and I was just thinking how brilliant a Commedia dell'arte scene would that be <laughs> that you have um Caroline a Lazi. Yeah, but you know, like that real the buffoon falling into the into the icy water and he's the rich man mm. and the powerful man and he says something derogatory about the little servant mm. and whatever. It's exactly that and the students could very easily see it's a ludicrous, farcical absurd thing to, absurd thing to say yes. and you could have taught it. And so, again, you're getting the well-being. You're saying, no, you just can't make generically derogatory terms about every girl that you see and think it's going, someone's going to see it funny holding her <laughs> underwater. It's like, you know, he's being a buffoon. He is. End of the story. Yeah. Don't be a buffoon. And an and abuse of power there, too. Yeah. yeah. you could look at those yeah, things. Yeah. So you and, can always address themes. And, and you, you think, well, I'm still teaching commedia. I'm still teaching exaggerated language. I'm doing all of those things. But my undercurrent is social equity. Absolutely, yes. So, highs and lows of your career, oh. <laughs> I've had lots. Of, I think the high, professionally the high in your career is when you, when you feel like you're on a roll, when you, you know, like you've been noted, you get offered um, positions of leadership and you acknowledge that. I think, you know, for me, there's been a lot in my career that's been way beyond the drama classroom. I've had opportunities to be a deputy principal. I've been heads of faculties. I've been year-level coordinators. And I think that's really lovely when mm -hmm. the school sees you as very much part of the community and you can offer parts as, uh, as part of the school executive then there's really been high moments when you've had your own faculty and you've been able to steer something in a direction that you love. And then there's been real joy in having somebody who's a great leader who will lead you in ways that you think, oh, this is pushing me. Mm. So I think I've had a lot of opportunity and a lot of joy in it. A highlight too was taking students on international tours. Okay. Um, I think that, again, that getting to know kids very well, taking them away and seeing theatre 
as a, a global employer. Like we've, we've grouped the one that the, the highlight to it that I we went to London, and I think you know seeing that London is really driven by theatre. Yes, it's a it's a big theatre. Yes, and um, having an opportunity to go to Central School and do professional development myself there, mm-hmm. and part of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Just seeing that. Um, what we're offering here is absolutely right, mm-hmm. but also then for me pushing myself and knowing that I am competing on a world stage with what I'm offering and the teaching that is there. I learnt a lot at Central School. Uh, they, I was part of the audition process mm-hmm. that they had there and had. The, um, in my career, I've only ever taught girls. I've only ever taught in girls' school. Yes, yes. Which is a, an interest, and not by choice, just where my career has led. I'm the same. A larger part of my school experience has mm. been teaching girls, and I'm actually very proud of that. I am too. Yeah, and I, I love. But I also can see that there is. It's something, there's, a, there's a certain naivety in part of my career, things that I haven't done. But when I was at Central School and part of this audition, the reality of how many talented, capable young girls auditioned, in contrast to how many talented and capable boys auditioned. Oh, really? Far more girls. And in general, and what they feel was that the standard amongst the girls was higher than the boys. A lot of the girls had done a lot of dance, had had a lot of experience, had had done modelling, had done all those things that might have led them into it. And many of the boys there at that sort of 18 to 21, that emerging, they were emerging talents. Okay. Whereas the girls often had quite a established CV, stronger background, stronger background, and. initial talent, you know, really there, but you can only take so many. And there was a, a gender equity, you know, they had a, in an intake of 20, you'd have 10 boys and 10 girls. Okay. And I spoke to them about how do you select, and, and they said it, it's very hard, and I know, I know you probably would too, mm-hmm. even when you audition um, kids for the school musical or for the house drama or anything like yes. that. Yes. It's, it's a sleepless night when you choose between one or two. It is a very sleepless <laughs> night. And... Um, for something like getting into central school which is has a lot of prestige to it and a lot of people putting a a lot into this i said to them how how do you ultimately choose and they said of course you look for initial talent but they said the thing that sets that somebody that you know is going to be a star is the person that everyone wants to work with how true it is when you're watching that workshop thing the person that offers generously offers ideas and welcomes others in is, is the standout person? It's the person that's going to work through, but is also going to be a great member of the, the cast. Has the right characteristics. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I and I thought he actually put into words what I often find that when you're assessing kids and watching that, it's a kid that everybody else wants to work with. Yes, it often is, isn't it? Mm. Too, and that that humbleness, humbleness, um, that bravery. You know, when yeah, someone the courage is, someone puts forward an idea and you think, mm, come on, then let's give it a go. Yeah. You've got to work with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I remember when I was working, appointing students to leadership positions. It, you know, it wasn't just about you know how many particular productions they'd been in and all of those aspects. But a lot of it was linked to the way they communicated and treated other people, yes. not just their own year level, but cross age. Yes, and uh, and you know. We, were, we had wonderful students and uh, we have had wonderful drama captains, but that was a very strong part of the criteria. And, and, giving, and I think in drama too, there is very much the sense of service, that you know, you're prepared to just sit and wait 
you're prepared to nick down to Bunnings and buy another lot of gaffer tape. You know that <laughs> hours <laughs> we, and hours. We, and just and we need somebody to do that. And that that person that will do that is the great ensemble member. I think you also answered the next question about most memorable experiences because you've talked about taking students overseas and being offered extension in terms of your professional life as well. Anything else you'd like to add? As opposed to you always... um, I had, I've had students who've won Premier's Awards and, I, you know, that's yes. a lovely personal yes. chuff. I've had kids that have had really struggled with language acquisition and drama has been able to get them there to, to hear them speak. To them. enable them. That's gorgeous. But the school musical has a bit of a... <laughs> I think they're fun and I think they're good because it's suddenly, suddenly you've got other staff members coming and seeing what you do in drama. And seeing what the children are doing in another arena. And just, you know, who falls in love with who backstage. You know, that lovely... And I think that's something that they... For all the things that you do, a lot of those things will become their memory when they reflect on their school life. I don't think they're going to remember... You know, assembly or yeah. um, when I didn't have my blazer for the excursion or I mean none of that's going to fe- feature in their memories but I think they will remember the school musical yeah, they do. and those things and I think that that's an important part as an educator to give them that. I do too. Now that brings us very very smoothly as a segue into uh, mentors and collaborators that you've um, had the pleasure of well, I have, had the, I have had the absolute pleasure. So my first year out, as I said, my first job, I was a head of a department and the principal of the school said I could pick who I'd like. They were starting a department and I could pick my best friend. <laughs> so I had Meredith Greenwood, who is still teaching. So Meredith has been a really strong colleague for 35 years. Um, then I went and I taught at... Wrighton Girls' School and another, I worked with Kath Morgan oh, and she okay. was also a friend of Vicky McGowan. Mm-hmm. So Vicky McGowan and Kath Morgan and I, uh, and she's Kath Benton now, um, really worked so well together, great fun and continued and then, you know, sort of that contact all the time. Because of the area that I taught in, Stephen Ritchie has been a long-term serving member oh, of the okay. teaching profession. He's taught his entire professional career at Scotch College. And so every time I need a something or, you know, you just want to run something by, you know, have you done this or I heard you've read that, you know. You always been Mr Ritchie. Well, Steve's always been a good <laughs> point of call for me. And now in my job, uh, Dana Duncan is oh. who I'm working with now. And Dana has been marvellous to work with, great collaborator, and um, challenged me in lots of different ways. So I've been really lucky. Mm-hmm. And I've also had excellent principles. Yes, that's, that's a bit uh, of a magic ingredient, A magic it? ingredient. And in my career, I've, I've been at several schools. Three of my past principals I would count as some of my closest friends. Yes. And, that, and, you know, just lovely little things like, you know, when you're really just working so hard and uh, they'll pop in and here's a quiche, you know, because I don't think you've eaten and those kind of things. Or they send something, a note to the cast on a, a yes. and, and make sure that they're there. It, that, that support can never be underestimated. It, it really, and, and just sort of to, because you're, you're kind of hoping that it doesn't seem that I'm looking frazzled and tired because you do get physically very mm. tired. Mm. Um, and just to know someone knows that yes. I think makes a big difference. Yes, I agree. I, you, they say that, don't they, that mm. the, the fish swims from the head down. You know? 
or something else. But yes, a, a supportive principle is mm. a and really, I been, been really, really significant factor in, in the success of the subject. And I think it's a wise principle too that supports the arts because you know if you think of the arts and, and in this setting, you know, like on, on the journey that we're on, if ever you travel anywhere, you go to another country or whatever, the arts very much signifies that country. You want to see their galleries, you want to go to their theatre. And I think if you've got a healthy art community in the school, you've got girls that are, are students that are confident, yes. articulate, willing to give things a go, I think you've got a and lovely connected, community. a connectedness yeah. to their community, their school community, but also beyond that. Um, what do you think is a secret to the longevity of your career? I think you have to love it. I think you have to be willing to change with the times. Uh, don't, don't get things set in concrete. I think you have to have, a as a drama teacher, you have to have a very strong work ethic. Uh, the reality is that you are back at school a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very hard, it's particularly if you've got a young family. Mm -hmm. I think that chapter in your career is a really tricky one to negotiate because the times, you know, if you've got to pick kids up from aftercare and be back for a rehearsal or back for mm -hmm. a performance, uh, it is taxing. But I think if you're very well planned, and love it. It is just a very rewarding career, mm -hmm. and you never you never have two years that are the same. They you you change all the time, and, and you keep. And I know I've kept. I've got files and files of things that I think I'll keep. I'll keep. I keep, and they're just that. They're files and files of things, and I've never used them again. Yes, ever. Yes, you just work from the grassroots up. Every Each time. time you might have some things, like some conventions, some things that you're saying. Well, these are the, these are the, your bread and butter the words yeah. you've got to know structures you've got to know that my stimulus changes every time my yeah. work plan changes every time um the music you need you know like I've, i can remember it's early things having things on cd yes. that half my life was writing <laughs> numbers you know from zero 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 to four eight two and getting it right now to doing all the you know being able to move with the times um but you have to, yeah, it is, it is physically and mentally hard work being a drama teacher. Okay. So as we begin to move toward the end, just quickly, favourite professional learning experiences? Oh, my, snapshot. Um, my session at Central School mm -hmm. doing, oh, uh, yes. and I, 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 the main one that I did it was on received pronunciation and uh, ended up doing a Noel Coward patter <laughs> with a pianist. and oh, I just learnt so much about projection and voice placement and accent. I did, it was a real highlight day. Wow. Fantastic. Um, any artefacts that you have brought with you today? Well, look, I did bring in a few things. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we're looking at longevity, this was, the, this was when we graduated. Ah. And for us 70s girls... <laughs> to go to uni and get your get your certificate. So my mum has this house. Oh yes, I think I think younger generations don't appreciate yes. the importance. That, what a big shift it was in the community for young women to be attending university uni. in large numbers. This is. Oh, your kids loving you. Oh and yes. I think you've got to remember that, and it's it's really lovely. And they do write. I love you. And one of my highlights, my own son got his master's in education, has never taught, but got his master's in education at his graduation ceremony. Uh, a student who I had taught seven years previously, who, you know, I'd, I'd had kept contact with her but didn't know she was doing the course, 
she said, oh, my goodness, you're the reason I'm being a teacher. Can I have a photo with you? Wow. I said, oh, really flattered. Yes. yes, I would love that. And she's gone on to do drama teaching. Yes. But she, you know, and she got her master's. Her mum put it on Facebook, and by the joy of technology, the girl I taught in 1980 uh-huh. said, you are the reason I taught drama. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's, it's like a baton, a legacy that you pass yeah. on. And, and it was just so, so special. <laughs> no, see, I can see how yeah. moved you are. And I think I think educators in the performing arts, drama, theatre, music, those worlds yeah. have like experiences. And, and because your one girl was, is she so... was naughty. <laughs> she was yeah. bad. She was bad. Um, any associations with um, that you've been involved with that you'd like to mention? Oh, drama big is gorgeous. Um, the now, what are they called? Um, oh, they work out of Theatre Works in St Kilda, Impro Melbourne. Improv, yeah. They've been great, you know, offering things. Also, places like the prop store, the clear light lighting. I think. Teachers, you need that industry contact, you know, like, yes. goodness me, I need a pyramid, you know, I'm doing yeah. AIDA, where, do, you know, I'm not going to build one. No. I need one for three weeks. You know, who do I go to? And, you know, if you've got a contact at Opera Australia or something, it's really nice. It is very helpful, isn't um, it? So I think you need those. And I think then your colleagues, yeah. um, you know, can I have this? Has anybody done this before? And we all have done it before. You know, there's only certain musicals that really work. Mm-hmm. And we only need so many class sets of gingham skirts oh, for Oklahoma. No, so why not share How long can you keep them? Yeah. Um, so, Janine, it's been really fantastic yeah, to talk to you. Um, any anyone that you has been particularly significant? Do you think to you oh, no, over I think, the years? No, they've all. I look as I said, the the people that I've worked with have all been great, and I and I think like every teacher, you just say thank you to all your students. Yes, <laughs> it's been great to speak to you. Thank See you, you. Janine. I think we have to have cheers. Don't we, we should. I, oh, oh, they're not jelly. I thought they were jelly. <laughs> I thought they were jelly too. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. To retirement. To retirement. <laughs> well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>